we're gonna dive into all kinds of our house rules. I would say the sweet spot in this game is probably the eight to 15 range. Yeah, 100% agree. I absolutely 100% agree. I'm petty. Jeff Rules Lawyer. Someday we'll talk about Warhammer 40K and how I had, you know, nine armies. There are standard rules as written magic items that we have banned out of the game. It's going to be unbelievable, it's gonna be devastating, it's gonna be damaging, it's gonna be dramatic. If a bad guy is out there, who's badass enough mm -hmm. to kill me, mm -hmm. I oh, yeah, welcome yeah. it. Welcome back to Roll With The Party. This is now season one, episode two. Today's adventures are going to be The House Always Wins. Mm -hmm. uh, we hope you listened to our first episode and liked it. Um, if you didn't, and this is your first one with us, welcome. We're the Bakery Crew. I'm Ken. I'm Mike. And I'm Jeff. And we are going to get started today talking about house rules. Everybody has them. We argue about them all the time. We don't really argue about well, them. Well, we come up with different ideas, and we figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. And We converse. Right. We converse. Uh, some of us converse. Oh, like wait, wait, Mike wait. converses. Yes. Some of us argue. Jeff, Jeff argues. Jeff argues. Jeff argues. Ken argues. Um, like we said... Uh, Jeff rules lawyers. Yeah. Mm, okay, point. Which everybody needs a rules lawyer yeah, to an extent yep. to keep us all honest. That's right. Um, in the last episode, we mentioned that we have three of us that kind of take mm -hmm. turns DMing. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike, of course, does the most DMing. I would probably do the second most mm -hmm. and, and Jeff the third most, but that's okay. And when someone comes to us with a need for a house rule... We sort of get together and make the final decision. There's three of us, um, so the vote, you know, yeah. two like it, one doesn't. Yeah. Now, if the whole group is for it, that yeah. will right. that will definitely weigh on, on my decision. Yeah. Because even if I don't like it, if the whole group's for it and they're going to have more fun with it, I'm probably going to be in favor of it. Unless right. someone can see a way it'll break the game. Right. Yes. Of course. And then so we tend to be against that. We're, we're going to dive into all kinds of our house rules. We encourage you to send us a message, leave us a comment. Let us know some of yours. Let us know some of yours because we're always open to new ideas. Definitely. I love hearing how other people do things and stealing it. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. absolutely Amen. good with yeah. that. I'm a rogue at heart. And by all means, if you hear something tonight that, that you like, Steal it. Or ask questions. If you want to reach out to us and ask us to extrapolate on something, I'm sure Kenny would be more than happy to do right. so. Right. You can get a hold of me. I'll leave all my information in the show notes on Twitter, at Bakery Crew Ken. So go ahead, Mike. Give me a house rule that you love, Oof. hate, or you're indifferent to. Well, there are none that I hate because they wouldn't be house rules if I hated them. Right. That's true. Actually, I think we'll start at the beginning. Character generation. Yeah. You know. We're epic. We're unbelievably powerful individuals that have put us into a place where we have to be the owners of our territory and domain. We have to be the heroes of the story. And if you roll all fours on your character when you first start, mm, I mean, okay, you can you can play with that. You, you can if you're a good enough role player. But do you want to? No, you don't. No. You want to have fun. The, the basic, the first rule, I think it is even in the, in the DM's guide or the player's handbook, the first rule is have fun. Right. And uh, fun is not somebody that can't do what they need to do. So we roll with advantage for our stats. That's the first very pinnacle house roll of my game. So when you're rolling all your stats, we roll an extra set of dice as well. Yes. We throw away the lowest result set of dice. They go out the window. And you can utilize all the other dice that you've generated and place them wherever you want. I, I absolutely hate the rule of... You know how they have those pre-generated numbers that they, they give you? Yes. Um, that can that can kiss my you butt. You always end up with a negative. Well, it's terrible. Anyway, and, I mean, I get it. And you can. You yeah, can play that way. Sure. But who wants to? And there's plenty of people down our game that have rolled so poorly making their character that they really didn't have a good set of starting dice rolls. But they made it work. Right. You know, and but at least they had the chance to be heroic. Yeah, you absolutely get a chance to be. That heroic. is that I think that's honestly my favorite house role, because every every journey has to start somewhere, and you want to start with a character that's capable. Now you have to make the minimums. You know, a rogue has to have a minimum dexterity. Right. Da 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 da. Paladin but, charisma. Correct. And all that. Fun you know, stuff. and that that's fine, and I make sure that happens. Now, if you are dead set on playing a paladin, and, and none of your rules met that minimum, 
I'm going to take the highest number that you have, bump it up to that level, and that's the number you're going to have to use. Right. You know, that's only being nice and fair, and I want everybody to enjoy themselves. But with the way we roll, you're going to hit a minimum. You, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Uh, tying into uh, cr- character creation, yeah. what do we do when we level? Oh, well, we roll with advantage on our hit points. Um, and I know people may complain about this, and that's fine, you're loud. But again, you're playing a heroic individual. Um, if you roll ones every time you, because trust me, I've seen it. I've been playing so long. I've seen people roll once, still, <clears throat> Jeff. <clears throat> and I, um, I was to say, even with I, advantage, you're you still, still rolling roll 2d8, yeah. and wow, I got a 2. Yep, and that's what happens. And hit points are the lifeblood of you, of the game. Oh, and that's another thing, too. In some episode, you have to remind me, we have to go into why this game is so hard to die. Well, I was going to say, it is really hard to die in 5th mm-hmm. edition, and I complain about that constantly, that it should be a little gritty. It should be... I don't want to. I don't want to kill characters. I definitely don't want my character to die. But Correct. guess what? If it happens, in in as the long heat as you of, epically, yeah. If, if it happens in the heat of battle, I'm totally okay with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's way too hard to lose a character. That being said, I am also extremely in favor of rolling your hit points with advantage. Correct. I want to play a hero. I don't. I don't want to play a bum off the street. Well, I want to play a hero. I every, want my character every to be time good. You get hit. If every time you get hit, you die, that that doesn't make for fun. No. You know, and then you, you the necessity is that you have a cleric or a druid or a paladin that wants to get rid of his, yeah. you know, stupid spell slots instead of smiting and actually killing stuff to bring you back, you know. But if a bad guy is out there who's badass enough mm-hmm. to kill me mm-hmm. as a hero, oh, I yeah, welcome yeah. it. Or you made a mistake. Oh yeah, or if or if I'm being a dummy and make yeah. a mistake and I die, all right, I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. Or if you know a character turns left instead of right and Jeff. ruins the <laughs> plan, it never happens, and yeah. it it detriments my character unbelievably. Amen. That's part of life. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, speaking of Jeff, Jeff, what's your favorite house role? Uh, in our well, oh, I, I do like, uh, and we alluded to it in episode one. Um, we do play with a lot of miniatures, especially for our battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the where you put your character is where that character is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that really plays out well. Yeah. Um, you know, it you, you every time we get warnings, hey, that's that's where your character is. If you're standing next to the trap or the barrel of explosives. That's on you, or you're, the, you're in friendly fire, or 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 yeah, you stand right in front of where someone is about to let off, you know, uh, burning hands or something, or, or a uh, fireball, yeah, fireball. Shout out to yeah. Rob. Uh, yeah, Rob. Um, Rob likes Pour to a kill. Drink out for Rob. Yeah. Speaking of killing characters, Rob likes Rob, to Rob kill killed, his own teammates. Frequently. Rob has killed more characters than any DM has. Rob has <laughs> caused people to re-roll their character. Yeah, yeah, because they've left the game. Yeah. But that, well, again, that being said, uh, with your point, Jeff is we map out a dungeon on the table and we move our characters through the whole dungeon, whether we're in combat or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you're walking down a hallway, show me where your character yeah, who's is. Who's first? Who's last? Who's yeah. yeah? What's the marching order? Show me where your character is, and it's and, it's up to and, you. And speaking of that, if you don't turn around and pay attention to what's behind you. Things might sneak up on right. you. That's right. Or even if your miniature is faced backwards, That's you right. need to tell the DM, hey, I'm checking behind me. Mm-hmm. Now, remind wait, 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 wait. As a DM, if your miniature is faced backwards, as far as I'm concerned, you're not faced forward. Right, but I still want that character. When you've got nine player characters down there, yeah. I want someone to speak up and tell me what they're doing. Correct. Now, if I say... Hey, this guy sneaks up on you, and he goes, "Well, hey, my character's face backwards. I'm looking that way." There's a good chance I might say, "All right, you I'll know what? You're right. Yeah, I'll let it slide." Let but let's not even get to that point. Tell me what you're doing. I agree. Mm-hmm. But I agree oh. with that, Jeff. And besides, I'm, I'm petty. Now I've uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm, I'm a little oh, bitch. Tom That's okay. Petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Tom Petty. <laughs> Mike Tom's Tom, Tom Petty. But no, I've um, oh shout out by the way to Jeff because he many, many moons ago has shown me the way of printing paper properly. You want to pimp that printer? Oh, sure. Uh, I will put out an ad for it. Uh, the Epson EcoTank printer. Uh, if Best you, printer if in you the world. If you despise uh, you know, having to buy print cartridges, uh, they truly do work. Uh, you buy those giant bottles. They last. I think my first set of ink bottles lasted for two years. 
and we print stuff constantly. I have two kids in school. We're constantly printing colored pictures and, and mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Guys, do you and, know all the maps um, I've printed? Oh, it's ridiculous. Recently, yeah. I, You're a only, crazy person. Only yesterday, only yesterday had to fill up my ink from that printer. You, you print maps for things that are possible adventures. Yes. And then the group goes, no, nah, I don't want to go that way. And, and you're I, like, well, I don't yeah. need maps. And you, and you go well. from uh, ink being your limiting factor to paper being your limiting factor. Correct. And I'll throw out the only caveat I'll throw out. Uh, I'll throw out two. One, it's not a fantastic photo printer, Correct. like true photo printer. Yep. You can mess with the settings, get the right paper, and you can get a pretty good photo. But if you really want to get a good photo, go to, you know, Kinko's, Kinko's. Walmart or, <laughs> yeah. or Walgreens or whatever, yeah. and let them yeah. use their $10 million right. laser printer and right. do it there. Uh, the other one is you do, because the ink lasts so long, every about six months, you have to run a whole bunch of calibrations just to get your uh, your yeah. clean out your print heads and things like that. It, I, it I can takes, see Jeff doing that. I can't see you doing that. He'll end, he'll end up having to do uh, it no, whether you know he wants to or not. You know who does it? My wife. Lisa, does it. your yes, wife. That's right. But yeah. I mean, it, it takes like 20 minutes. You got to print a bunch of like stupid yeah. test pages. That's 18.5 minutes too long for yes. me. Okay. And yeah. By the way, guys, we have no sponsors. So, no. Uh, so if you want to. It, well, yeah. If Epson, you, if yeah. Big shout out to Epson. Yeah. Epson, we love your Wouldn't stuff. Wouldn't that be crazy? Epson calls us nah. up and wants to sponsor yeah, us. Yeah, you know, I mean, we are pretty badass. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, maybe one of the Epson VPs plays D&D. I'm sure one does. I'm sure. There's got to be somebody. Epson's a huge company. There's got to be some nerds there. But yeah, we are not being paid to talk good about it no. so you can trust that it's good but just know we're not being paid not to talk bad about something either that's true so, so we will we, definitely we give will our negative reviews things. i will screw somebody's day up. i love smashing things yeah but no jeff is 100 percent right and i love him to death but going back to me being petty tom petty as uh, kenny said i've taken the time now the maps that i print out most of them 90 percent of them are free i i have map making software i've done it myself it's a lot of fun but I can look online and I can find exactly what I want. It, it's that easy. Um, I am a fan of manipulating maps, uh, closing off rooms and walls. I've gotten real good at Photoshop, all that other crap. So I could take anything that existed already and change it. But I'm printing this stuff out, putting it on the table, taking my time to make sure the terrain's there. You know, I'm not quite at the level of Jeff. The, Jeff will take 3D terrain and put it on the table, and it's a beautiful, beautiful scene. And, but I'm not that. I don't, I don't want to do that. Besides, like, some of the stuff that I've come up with, and you'll agree, Jeff, and, mm -hmm. and Ken, like, you know, a floating island. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's 3D terrain for that. And um, That's awful tough. You kind of got to. Yeah, but I'm actually making something really cool right now. Of course. I've, I've made, uh, coming from the person who made a walking castle yeah, for but, one of our games. Yeah. <laughs> but that was during COVID. I had some time. So um, uh, I do want to add yeah. that we don't steal anybody's artwork. No. We go to the, the freeform websites or we pay for yeah, it. Patreon. We do not steal anybody's no. artwork. No. That is not who we are. No. We got money to spend on our hobbies. We do. Yeah, and we appreciate those people making that artwork so we can go find it. And if we don't pay you for doing that, you're not going to keep doing it. Right. So, you know, I, I, I don't want anybody stealing my recipes when I own a bakery. Right. You know? But good luck if you want to. So anyway, beyond that, I've taken the time to actually put them on the table. I've taken the time to print them out. I have the money to, to spend on ink, which, thank God for Jeff, I don't have to mortgage my house again. Uh, that's the worst thing, too. I'm going to digress mm -hmm. one more time. Uh, you know, you're printing something out, and uh, it says low on magenta. Shit, I haven't used magenta in like six years. Okay? Magenta. <laughs> what the hell is magenta? Who uses and then, magenta? And then, you, and then you go to Office Depot or Staples, and that's the one cartridge they don't of. have. Yeah. Well, wait. No, no. My, my terrible thing is it's $90. You can only buy the set. Magenta doesn't come separately. Right. You know, that's just like, so now I have 35 blacks. You know, yeah. that I've never been through. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to, I'm like, well, I can find a picture that's black and white. But anyway, I love the fact that 2D, you can come up with anything. And maps, they just started doing those maps. Um, the Dungeons and Dragons maps yeah. we just played with last week. Um, good, mm -hmm. Jeff, you. They're like mouse pads. You, oh my God, the oh, best yeah. ever. They're huge. These are the uh, new pads from WhizKids Games. Oh, that <laughs> was cool. Shout uh, out to WizKids, by the way. Yeah, shout out to WizKids. Uh, sponsor. <coughs> sponsor. Yeah. They're nice. Uh, what are they? About three by five feet maps. They're they exactly. have a nice yeah. uh, uh, kind of a rubber backing so they don't slide around on your table. Correct. Uh, the, they don't curl up. They don't yeah. curl up. They're which like is really MTG awesome. Magic the Gathering uh, play, play mats, mats or yeah. big mouse pads. Yep. They're huge. And I've learned this. The one thing we were. 
wondering about getting it. They do have a, a very lightly printed grid on top, mm -hmm. so it's there, but it's also not distractingly Correct. there. Correct. Yes. And then the, the one thing, and this is going to be your preference, is the top is like a felt mm -hmm. that's actually meant for games like ours where we use a lot of 3D miniatures. Yep. If you do a lot of dry erase type things, you probably won't it want these maps because if you draw on them, I'm pretty sure it's going to be permanent. Yeah. Uh, so unless you, unless you want that object there yeah. all the time. Kenny's uh, the 3D, uh, I, Kenny's the dry erase guy. Yeah, because it was cheap. And when I first got into DMing, I picked mm. up a bunch of those because they were cheap, uh, they were easy to use, and I could kind of... I had a, a dungeon mapped out on a mm -hmm. piece of paper, and I was—I didn't want you guys to see the whole thing, though. Right. So I was like, well, I could just draw a little bit as you go. You can't do that fog of war. With yeah. Them. That's the other problem, too. Mm -hmm. You can't do the—I don't have fog of war, okay? Right. I, I will put out the maps as we go forward into the into the dungeon. I'll start, you know, uh, showing them and putting them on the table. I love your idea, Kenny, about the dry erase maps, only because when we do Dungeons of the Mad Mage, there's yeah. no way to do that. Now, I have software where I can print each section as we go. Right. I, I do, and you can, and that's that easy. But I much prefer doing the dry erase as we go. And I've actually pre-purchased the, the special colored, you know, interior dungeon dry erase maps. Right. So I'm ready when that, we do run that eventually, in 15 years from now. And I would say we are <laughs> aware of uh, applications like Roll20. We haven't been using that. And nope. also, I don't know if we want to put the... Uh, you know, an eight-foot monitor inside the bakery to uh, I wouldn't play be its able table. To, yeah, but. I wouldn't be able to bake, <laughs> I, you know, because trust me, yeah. and, and you two will back me up, if we had a dedicated play area, there would be a 100-inch LCD oh, TV built into the table yeah. for our table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care about spending money on a hobby. If it's something I love and do and enjoy and everybody else does with me, you know. Right. Um, someday we'll talk about Warhammer 40K and how I had, you know, nine armies because no one else could afford to buy them. Yeah. You know? So, but, but, but yeah, that that is a limitation, and yeah. and so yes, we are aware you can do stuff like that. We do not. Yeah, we do, don't do we roll do twenty. No. Uh, we all sit around a table and play with each other. There's nothing wrong with roll twenty. It's just not our cup of tea. No, not yet. Yeah, you we haven't know. gotten into it yet. Yeah, you never uh, know. But we have a huge. It's what. 10-foot table? 10 by 5. 10 by 5-foot table. Yeah. Mike uses it to bake on during yeah. the day. That's my main bakery. And then yeah. on Thursday nights, we all get together, we clean up, and we play D&D &D from yep. 6.30 until 11.30 mm -hmm. every Thursday without and, fail. And we steal cookies we're not supposed to eat off the shelf. You yeah. do. Yeah, yeah you yeah. do. Yeah, that's, we, that's the best part about playing at a bakery is the snacks. Yeah, it can be. And Mike is very generous. If you want a cookie, you help yourself, unless he needs it for an order and Jeff steals it. Even then, he didn't get too mad. No. It just um, makes me come to work in our room. Yeah, so I now get, uh, we get private signs, signs just yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jeff, don't take these cookies off this tray. Uh, if you follow our Twitter, you have probably seen the cookies that Mike makes, and you have probably seen me set up our flump miniature with them and our, mm -hmm. our different character miniatures with them, and uh, they are fantastic cookies. Uh, which, what's your favorite rule? What's your favorite? My favorite rule yeah. is the free cookie. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that is a uh, custom house uh, rule no, down no, there. Yeah, yeah, you get a cookie. Which, you get a cookie. Your favorite if you come to play, you get a cookie. Homebrew rule. Oh man, that's 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 tough. We have a lot of good homebrew rules. I'll I'll throw one out while you're thinking of one. Yeah, go for it. We uh, started talking about this in the last game. There are standard rules as written magic items that we have banned out of the game. Yes. Because despite our campaign being high level uh, in everything, including magic. Uh, they just sort of break the game. So mm -hmm. the one we mentioned last time was the Displacer Cloak. Oh, yeah. So right. uh, that's come up. Uh, we also avoid, we've seen them, uh, but then <laughs> they magically send some, sometimes get taken away. Things like uh, Staff of the Magi. Um, oh, no. We, yeah, we, we, we had somebody run with the Staff of the Magi. For, we had uh, for, Derek's character. Yeah, forever he had a Staff of the Magi. Lao Shan. Yeah. Okay. He was a yeah. warlock monk. Well, the latest one I saw had to be exploited in order to, to complete the mission. So. Well, yeah, but that was good, though. <laughs> uh, Which was, it was yeah. epic. It was pretty awesome. We get a lot hey, of cool shit, hey, but we lose a lot I'm of gonna, cool I'm shit. I'm going to drop the first F-bomb. Listen, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, we have had so many powerful weapons done that game. Mm -hmm. We've had swords that could end something with one hit you know so we, we've had so god many... slayers yeah, yeah uh holy avengers yeah well i have one 
Yeah, the, but that was your that story. Bathed in dragon's blood yes. and does does plus more damage. 10 That's right. To attack. Yeah. Well, if you have a Lamborghini, you make it faster. Right. Don't you? Yeah. you do. Yeah. But I mean, what other? Uh, I'm trying to think. What other rules as written items have we kind of pushed to the side? I mean, they're they're the kinds of things that give you infinite extra. Uh, well, abilities. I'm not a big fan mm-hmm. of the uh, a big fan of the Wanda magic missiles. Mm-hmm. It's a low level magic item, and anytime you can auto hit on mm-hmm. something, right. and you know we don't have a lot of wizards down and there. I was say, and even wands themselves, I guess we just don't. We don't have do them a lot of wands because of our game. No. Well, I mean, um, nobody really uses them. You know, right? They'll they'll take another weapon and you know opposed to a wand, yeah. which I understand. Which is just flavor. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. If you play, if I played a mage, I'd have two wands. I'd take a feat that allowed me to use two wands. I mean, seriously. There's a there's an adventure, a pre-written adventure, uh, Princes of the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. and I've read through that adventure. I like the elements, and that whole adventure is about the elements, mm-hmm. and I, I love that part of Tyrrell, mm-hmm. and I bought the book, and I read through it, and it very early in that adventure, and I won't give out any spoilers, but it, very early in that adventure, a Wanda Magic Missile shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the players can find or can't find. But I think it's needed in that adventure. I don't know, man. It, it gets a little dicey later on. It does, but early on in that adventure to find a wand of magic missiles, that's... That spurs that's, the people on to go further, though. I guess. They think they're going to get something better. Not one of my favorite magic items. Oh, okay, I agree. I don't disagree with that. Anytime you can auto-hit, it <clears throat> gets dicey. Mm-hmm. Especially at low levels. Here's the, here's the deal, though. Auto-hit becomes more important at higher levels. Uh, what, yeah. What, what AC was Balkus? Oh, he was 28? Yeah, okay. It's hard to hit something that high AC because you're, you're sporting a shield that's plus three. Yeah. You know, if you don't have that shield on, it makes it a little easier for me, but still not that easy. Right. You know, but honestly, realistically, I hit you with a wand of magic missiles. I'm not killing you. No. I'm not killing no. you. But you hit... I'm bugging you. You hit a level three Belkis with a wand of magic missiles. Bye-bye. He's probably dead. Yeah, definitely. Um, house rules are, are difficult. Everybody has different house rules. Everybody agrees to what is fair and not fair in their own games. We're just going over some things that are fair in our game. Um, or we think are. We, we give players the chance to plead their case. Uh, and as much as I would hate to say that's a house rule from some of the other games I've seen and I've watched and I've listened to, that is one of our house rules. If you say this happens... I can plead my case as mm-hmm. to, well, I don't know if that would happen because my character does this and my character does that and, and this and that. Oh, and, and I got a good one. And no, you no, no. listen. You'll be, able to, you'll be able to extrapolate on this. So um, many different character classes have the ability to charm people or to impress people or, you know, they're dice rolls. So one of our house rolls is that if you actually roll successfully to convince somebody to do something... That isn't just a dice roll. You actually have to verbally yes. at the table. Go ahead, hit it. You have to say it. Yeah. Um, you and have to give both the Balkus DM. and Hank were very good at yes. this. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm a good bullshitter. You got a good gift for getting. Um, you have to convince the DM that you can't just say, "I rolled the dice. I passed my check. It happens." Mm-hmm. You have to give it a try. That's part of the role playing aspect. It's called role play. And even if what you say sucks, you still got to try. Yeah. And, or, or, and, or you have to give the flavor yeah. of what they're trying to do. Yeah, you don't have to put out the uh, you know, the 5 minutes of bullshitting yeah. that your character did. You but you do need to kind of give the what you're attempting to do. Correct. What right. the interaction is supposed to be. You can't just say I'm making my charisma roll and magically it all works yeah, out. Yeah, you want to you want to talk down a, a price? Talk it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you roll successfully, give it a shot. You got to at least put some effort out there right. to role play right. for it to be successful. Yeah. The, the one of the big tropes in in the D and D world right now is the horny bard and mm-hmm. how they seduce everything. And people say, well, it shouldn't work all the time. And it, but it can. It can. Yeah. If you could talk if my panties can, off, yes, they're coming off. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. If you can talk me into something, yeah. And as a DM, I think it it could work. Mm-hmm. It could work. Now, one thing that works with one NPC might not work with Correct. another NPC. Correct. You gotta know who you're talking to yeah. and play to their strengths and weaknesses. We have come across the individuals that you know just didn't like that particular sex, right? You know, and weren't necessarily you know uh, right. Fond I don't. Of... I don't care how well you roll on a charisma check if you're a male. 
Yep. If you are trying to seduce a lesbian, you're done. It is not going to happen. You might get punched in the face. You will probably get punched in the face yeah. if you push it too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rightfully um, so, though. Right. We do play a critical critical success as a critical success. No matter what. Now, wait, wait, wait. Let, let me interrupt. Within uh, if, if reason. If you still succeed in that role, even if you suck terribly at describing what you do, I will still let it go through. Right. I'm going to let you know you didn't do well, you know, and it's not going to last long. Whatever the effect right. is, isn't going to be a very long-lasting effect. And the other thing is, too, even if you fail, if it was close to a success and you can still bullshit me, I'm going to probably let it go. Yeah. But you can also get a natural 20 on a search check and you can search that room and find that there are no trash no traps and right. no, and no secret passages Correct. that's just and how it if is if there are yeah. no traps and no secret passages that's what you find that's and you, you are find. sure of it yes you um, are guaranteed sure a lot of people don't like the critical success on skill checks I love it. Yes, yeah, I do too. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I love that we have it in our game. Now, it's within reason. But there's also critical failures too. Oh, yes. Which people, how do you feel about that, Jeff? I, mean, I don't I think love you, it. No, I don't think Jeff likes it. A critical failure on no, a skill. I, I like critical failures. Actually, yeah. I've been reading up on it. Um, I think we need to, to try some stuff with failures. It's not that you, you fail. Uh, it's almost like you could fail with style. Instead of uh, you know, instead of you missed or uh, you don't just you don't just fail it or you don't stab yourself in the foot, but um, you can actually turn the critical failure into actually kind of almost an advantage for the enemy, to where uh, mm-hmm. instead of instead of you missing, oh they get an extra attack of opportunity. Yeah, right. Uh, We've done that where you open yourself up and your AC is dropped. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing with critical failures, I think also uh, back to what Kenny was saying earlier. And I think what you were alluding to, Mike, I, I like it to be within reason. Mm-hmm. If you are an expert at some skill, yes, there is a chance that you just screw it up. But you don't, you know, if you're if you're the master swordsman, you're not going to stab yourself in the foot. Right. Well, it's wait, just, wait, wait, it, wait, 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 wait. Okay, we can argue. I just, we're going to argue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, bring it. So the line has been drawn. If you're a master swordsman and you roll a one, you're so good at what you do. If you fail, it's going to be epic. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be devastating. It's going to be damaging. It's going to be dramatic. Because you're at the top of your game and you're an expert at what you do. And nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, I think that depends on the situation. Oh, of course, it's situational. Situ- if you are a master swordsman mm-hmm. and you roll just a plain regular strike against an opponent mm-hmm. and you roll a one, yep. maybe you drop your sword. No. Maybe if, you didn't realize the ceiling was lower than you thought, and when you tried to make your strike, your sword sticks in the ceiling. Okay, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah. But if you're then if you're gonna if you're a master swordsman and you, you have do the this sword now. triple backflip and you're trying to cut the enemy's nose hair and that's your game, mm-hmm. then okay, maybe you accidentally cut his face off, or maybe you accidentally stab yourself in the foot if you're trying to do something epic. Okay, but if you're trying to do something regular that's that's where i was going you're doing yeah. you're doing your standard everyday stuff and then you just fail i i feel like you just miss that's fine but i will remind both of you that we don't just try to do regular things now yeah, that usually, is true usually okay we do there's no hey i want to run the lawnmower okay yeah. there is i want i want to take my t-rex <laughs> And give it fire breath so it can burn the lawn. Yeah. Okay, how can I magically do that? That's that's what you guys try to do to me. So that's fine and well said, and that's for the regular people playing. You know, that's your everyday game. But when you get to the higher level and the longer you play, hopefully the more interesting your characters get and the more abilities they get and the more stuff they get and the more you want to do with your character. I hope nobody ever gets stagnant. And decides, well, that's a big problem, too. Stagnation is a huge problem in this game. Now, out there listening, I understand, you know, everybody's like, oh, we don't play past level five or six. And that sucks. And I feel for you. I feel bad for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Especially because I would say this. This could be a whole topic. I would say the sweet spot in this game is probably the 8 to 15 range. Yeah. 100% agree. I absolutely agree. agree. Yeah. There's no argument there. That's when your character becomes your character. You know, and then the whole thing, like, back three... Uh, which I didn't play that much of, 3.5 I played, like, it said when you hit level 20, you were godlike. You know, I'm like, come on. Seriously? You're pretty badass. Yeah, you're badass, but, yeah, let's hear that, okay? Come on. No mater. He's going to make you suffer. So, 
there's, there's no such thing as getting stagnated. If you have a good DM and you yourself have a good imagination, you can always go forward and find the things that you can conquer next and accomplish. I, I want to tell a story real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, about critical failures. I love critical failures. I love rolling critical failures, and I know that sounds stupid, but it gives me a chance to totally change the page. Okay. Totally change what I'm doing. We had an adventure. I was I was playing Belkis, mm -hmm. my life cleric of Illmater. Hates the undead. Hates the undead. And Jeff made us go through a dungeon of undead. And tried mm -hmm. to kill us all. And tried to kill us all. Well, or undead, than, demons. Oh, yeah, more than and I want to say you tried to befuddle me, or what was the spell? I don't remember. Feeble mind. Feeble mind. And I rolled a critical failure on my save. And I took that and just ran with it. Mm -hmm. I played Belkis as if he was absolutely feeble-minded, and I ran into the next room and tried to hug one of the vampires. My group ended up saving me, but it worked out really well Your later. Your group ended up saving Well, you? Your group ended up My saving? group. It's Ocean oh, in the okay. group. Yeah. It worked out really well, because yeah. at the very end of that dungeon, yeah, you're right, it did. I hugged the vampire, and that's how we killed it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, 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 I'm going to take this time, too, this aside, to defend myself on this whole thing. That entire uh, uh, adventure was a was a Ocean. was a one shot to that, murder uh, Mike. Did ended up taking what seven sessions? Seven sessions uh, <laughs> to murder Mike. Painful <laughs> sessions uh, for Ocean. But part of it too was I a I was trying to feel out uh, playing being the DM in our game. Two is I had seen what the group had done, so I knew some of the capabilities. But yeah. I will throw out another one with Belkis. Uh, I actually put in a petrification trap that was meant for a different character to stumble upon, but I had no clue that Belkis had an item that made him immune to petrification. Yeah. Yep. But it still worked. It, it worked. It just worked. Yeah. He was able to get through, and two of the other characters got temporarily caught up. Yes, we had mm -hmm. to use Greater Resto on them, but it, it ended up working, and ironically, the character it was meant for didn't even come that night. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that stuff worked out. But and yes, and that was not meant to kill Zoshin, as as we could discuss as DMs, you can always kill the party. Right. Uh, if you really wanted to, you can bring fifty things and make them hit. And every all kinds miniature of stuff. you owned. I did not bring every miniature I owned. We, not even close. We went to capture, not kill, but capture. we had to capture a master vampire and fought everything. And in we between. fought beholders and giant demons, and it was a lot of fun. Mike, I, I. I I mean, you're giving me that face, but I had a blast. I did. I had a lot of you fun with that mission. You weren't being targeted. That's true. Mike didn't like it. To be fair, this was Jeff's fair. first time DMing with our group. Mm -hmm. He it asked is, me on the trip home after we survived yeah. if he should bring his Kraken model. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, never, yeah, you were definitely never, trying to kill Mike. I never told you that. But that's okay. He was okay. trying to kill you, not me. Yeah, I know. So I'm good guess, with it. Guess who dies after me? Yeah, okay. but that's after. Yeah, okay. And I know what kind of snacks <clears throat> Jeff likes, so and I saved him from Rob setting him on fire. Okay. So good we're good. I, yeah. I don't think I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's not how we do things. No, I, I, I like the adventure. It's very difficult to DM our... Because we play an epic level game. Well, we're also playing, like you said previously, we have nine player characters. That's the second part. And we have like three NPCs with us usually. And Yes. You know. Trying to, and everybody's got a pet. Yeah. Everybody's got a sure. friend. Yeah. There are 15 good guys mm -hmm. on the table at the same time. Usually. Between the players and the playable NPCs, yep. pets and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it is not an easy task. Nope. And you got thrown right into the fire. I feel like I did too at the beginning of this mm -hmm. whole thing before you showed up. I It was it was tough. And I should say I have a, another one shot that I think is definitely shorter, but I think well, you guys would enjoy as it. You and pick, it wouldn't be every miniature I owned. As long as you pick someone else to headhunt, Mike will be fine with it. And I'm bringing my armor this time. Yes, you didn't even bring was, your armor. I was so nice. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to be so like, nice to Jeff. I'm, I'm not bringing my shot. armor. I'm going to be a, a 11 to hit. Boy, I'll never do that oh, again. Oh, never again. And I survived every bit of it. You did. I did. You yes. did. Yes. It's you the best, helped. best healer in Faerun. Best why. healer. I did. Best healer in all of Faerun. That's right. Balkus. Who is now retired. Yeah, well, I don't have him anymore to save my ass. No. Yes. Now you got a rogue to steal things for you. But Yeah. I don't know. Hank's pretty tricky. He's he is. good at getting out he of is. situations. Now, but back to the he's good uh, at getting into situations too. Back, back to the house rules. House rules. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I I like to have as a house rule 
and I don't know, you know, this isn't as impactful necessarily as some of the other house rules. If you have, and I think it touches on something I just talked about a little bit ago because we talked about everything very quickly. If you have a character, I want you to have a background. I want you to have a reason for existing. I want you to have, you know, something that, some reason that you're there. Something the is driving place. you yes. to, to an end state. And it doesn't have to be the end state of the campaign. Correct. It's, it's your character's personal goal. Yes. I don't want you to just make up a character and say he's an elf fighter. And that's that. I want to know where he came from, who his family was, are they still alive, do you have any brothers or sisters, what region were you from, what are you familiar with, what kind of background did you have? That's why I love those backgrounds at the back of the book. Uh, what is the acceptable level of backstory for a first-level character? Not 43 pages. You can't have a 43-page right. backstory before you start the game. I agree. Because you would already be level 7. You're a level 1 character, again, if you are a level <laughs> 1 character. We do allow, because if characters die, we're rolling with level 20 characters, the, min, the maximum level is level 5. So, yeah, you can have a lot of adventure up to level 5. And I allow that. But if you're bringing a first-level character that used to be a um, personal assistant for a wealthy individual but turned into a thief, that's pretty much it. But you can get into family, Definitely. location, yep. mm -hmm. uh, personal ties. Contacts. Contacts. contacts stuff like that. We don't need a novel. Knowledge of areas, city, towns. You know, that's all perfectly fine. But I will say this. As soon as you start saying that, you know... You stole the king's crown and you, you know, became the leader of this. You're level one. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't want that. I love it. That's great. You have a terrific imagination. But you know what we should do with that imagination? Go write an adventure and let's play it. Yes. Now, now we're speaking from a place of a little bit of privilege here with the fact that we have a consistent game every week for years. Right. I get that if you don't get to play as much as you want and you sit around and you love D&D &D and you want to come up with ideas for your character. Again, write a novel, though. Right. You could write a novel yeah. or write an adventure, start a Patreon, and sell your adventures. There you have it. Mm -hmm. And you can center them around that character. Now, Matt... Matt, when he started his character, Havoc, which has a phenomenal background, yes, he did hand me, no joke, a 15-page background. Yes, he emailed it to me. Yeah. Okay, did he really? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right, he did. Now, in that 15-page background, though, was nothing that would give him a level. It was all flavor. Yeah, it was fluff. It was why he worshipped the god he worshipped. It was a story. In fact, he brought a god into our campaign. Yeah. Krom. Yeah, Krom. The, the barbarian. Mm -hmm. um, Conan's, Conan. Conan's god. Conan's yeah. god. Who's dead? Who's sleeping? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a near near dead dog. Near dead. Uh, that's which I can't wait for that adventure. That's who he wanted to worship. Of course, Krom is not a deity in D and D, or at least in uh, Faerun. Mm -hmm. uh, but he talked us into it. He came up with a good enough reason why he wanted to worship him and how it was going to shape his character. Mm -hmm. And he is the luckiest. War cleric. He is the prophet ever. of Krom. <laughs> we have named him the prophet of Krom. Tell him why. The guy goes to roll divine intervention. Now we, I've pl I played a life cleric at the time, the healer, mm -hmm. the man, the healer, the resurrector, mm -hmm. the best healer in all of Faerun. When it came down to the divine intervention rolls, Belkis maybe succeeded once, maybe in in years of rolling them. Right, right. This now, guy now comes rules in, wise, people that don't aren't familiar with divine intervention. You have to roll under your level on a percentage dice. Right. You have to roll your level or under percentage d100, yes. Yes. and you have to roll your level or, or under to get it to pass. And you don't even get the opportunity to do it until like tenth level. Correct. But a level twenty, I believe you get one for it. Just happens. Yeah. yeah. Which which is way op. I think it's because you survived a level twenty as a cleric. I think that's why you get that. Havoc consistently rolled. I think it was. Three or four I've times. I've seen three or four in it's my tenure, four. and it's, it's, it's impressive. It's always in the most clutch, dire like, situation. He goes, I'm going to try divine intervention, well, and then it's bam. He's it, never failed no. in between. He's so never he's succeeded, failed. succeeded, 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 succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. Never right. failed a divine intervention yeah. role. And don't forget, the first one was at level three. Or, right? No, five. No, four. no, no, because I don't think you get it till ten. No, I'll look it up while you guys talk. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was earlier and you just let it slide. No, I don't think I did. But I mean, one time there were these two NPCs that got trapped in a, in a pocket dimension and there was basically no way for us to get them out. And they were vital to the mission. Yeah, and... and Zoshin and Bacchus. And <laughs> no, no. That was, it was me and you, baby. It was NPCs. No, 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 no. It was, no the, it was us, wasn't it? No. It we was, were in that cube. We no, were stuck in that, that cube. It was that paladin and that was his a daughter. He's talking about a different time. Oh, okay. He oh. saved us from the cage. Yeah, right. We were stuck uh, in the cage. cage. Yeah. 
Okay. And he got us out of a force cage. Okay. Well, so you had your main damage dealer and your main healer that were taken out of the fight. Yep. And he ended up getting us out of that. Right. But you were talking about the two NPCs that were stuck in the pocket dimension. Right. And okay. uh, and uh, we, we couldn't think of any way to get him out there. And, and Master's like, I'm going to try have Havoc try to find intervention. <laughs> Bam, he well, nails I, it. I was running that game, <laughs> and there was only one way to get him out, and you guys didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had it. And then we had it. it. Yeah, and, and it so was like, oh my god! We have <laughs> dubbed and, him. You know, we're cheering at the table. It was fantastic. Yeah. He is the prophet of Crom, and it's funny because when we introduce him as the prophet of Crom, they go, "Oh, prophet, who's Crom?" Because <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Crom yeah. in in our world, nobody really knows him. Okay, points He's a for dead god. points for Kenny. Beginning at tenth level, you can call oh, your deity to intervene job. on your behalf. I know my need... cleric yeah, stuff, right. buddy. It's your the best class in the game for you. Throwback to episode one. Sure. The best class yeah. in the game. Implementing your deities requires you to use your action. So, and basically, you have to still. I was right. Roll under your level. Yeah, roll under your level. And yeah, you, and you get it. So, uh, yeah, that still sucks hard. Yeah. yeah. But no, he was level ten. He was level yeah. 10 before he pulled that. Yeah, it was just <laughs> unbelievable the way he pulled shit out of his ass. And Shout out to Matt. And they have uh, all fit into the story and just Perfectly. made for Perfectly. those memorable moments that when you play D&D that you have that come up. You and your entire table all cheering together mm-hmm. yes. is one of the best feelings about playing Dungeons Dragons. Can, can I Dragons. digress one more time? Absolutely. Chip, chip, chip. chip. Chip in the physical puzzle that I gave everybody, and he when he that was my physical puzzle. No, when he threw it on the table. Yes, that was me, buddy. I was DMing that game. Yeah, okay, but I threw it out there, and with one second to go, as the buzzer goes off, he solves it and drops it on the table. It's common sense. We have a lot of timers at the bakery because everything's timed. Yes, so a lot of our stuff is actually physically really timed. You have ten minutes to figure out this whatever. Physical puzzle, yeah, or, or you know, mental yeah. puzzle, or mental puzzle, yeah. But yeah, that was a, that was a physical, physical yeah. one, and the first one we got through in you did four or five minutes. Yeah. I know, but we got through it. The other one, a couple of us had tried it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did ask the DM, "Did you check that these actually function before you pulled them out of the box?" Yeah. And the answer and I was, don't "Think he did? <laughs> no. no, no, it's not my job to solve the puzzle. I'm the well, DM. It's sure my job it. to give you the puzzle to solve." DM hint 101: Make sure it works before you give it to <laughs> nah. the players. Nah, but uh, Just yeah. Make it up. You know, uh, Kenny was kind of like, you know, it's dragging on. I think it had been nine or ten minutes at that yeah. point. And he's yeah. kind of like, yo, I'm going to give you, you got a minute left. And Chip's over there messing with him. We're talking about, oh, crap, what are we going to do? But it was with the yeah. style that and, he... And then he just clicked it and just went, and you know. And he opened his mic, arms he and mic threw it in the middle of the table. He mic dropped he it mic on the table. It, it yeah. was fantastic. And then, and then the timer went, beep, 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 yep. beep, beep. We had split the party, or as the DM, I had split the party down a hallway. Mm-hmm. They couldn't go onto the other side. So... Half of the group was working on one physical puzzle. Mm -hmm. The other half of the group was working on another physical puzzle, and they each opened up a chest. Yes. And you needed a piece out of each chest to solve the room. I remember it well. And uh, it happened at the last second, and it was glorious. It was. Because me as a new DM, fairly new. That was a good I was sweating, though. I was like, oh, I messed up. I messed up. They're not going to get this. They're not going to get this. I screwed up. How am I going to do this? And then he figured it out. And so I was just as happy as the rest of the group. That's what I want to ask. I want to ask the public that's listening to us, because I really want to know, because I sweat this still, and I've been DMing longer than most people that are listening to this have been alive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What happens when you come up with a really good puzzle or an unbelievable riddle, and you know the answer, and it's very important to your game that the players get it. Do you let them get it? even though you know they can't get it. You look in their eyes and they get disgruntled and upset and mad. I gotta say this, and I'm definitely not kissing Jeff's ass. He's the only one down there that will keep going no matter what. He doesn't stop, he doesn't give up, He, but I think it's the nature of you as an engineer. Except for once, which I don't know if I want to knock somebody, but we did have a puzzle where well, a key didn't give was us the given out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, no, that, that's, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. count. And but, I didn't decide to break out the high-performance computer to, uh, <laughs> to, Mathematically, to right. brute force it so open. Yeah. What, what do you do as, as DMs out there in the real world when you know that your players just aren't going to get the answer? Because like, I still do struggle with that. Like I'm, I'm scared to give the really hard real-life puzzles out. Because, you know, usually they're really important and there's always a time constraint involved. And we play a very high-level realistic game. We do. Well, maybe use those puzzles in a bonus. But no, I'm asking, do they they acquiesce? 
do they give in? Do they Ugh. do they have an NPC come up with the answer? Do they say well, to, you know they diminish the consequences? Yeah, you know do, don't they kill the whole party because they don't get the answer? Yeah, like, talk about this, guys. At me at uh, yeah. Bakery Crew Ken. Let me know how you feel. I mean, about do you this. give them the key anyway? <laughs> yeah, you know what? What do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, because I I do really want to know what do you do to fix that problem. I know that also in the game Jeff DM'd, he threw a bunch of. Oh, I'm having flashbacks. Hold on, I gotta get I gotta get some yeah. alcohol. Yeah, he threw a bunch of riddles at us, and it looked like he was actually getting pissed that we were figuring them out. I, were you really getting pissed? I I looked up a whole slew of riddles, and ge- I literally generated God, it was like four pages of just standard riddles, and I was. I, the thing is, I was surprised at how quickly the group was getting some of them. I got a lot because of those I thought, riddles that night. I thought a number you of them. Well. I, I wanted it to be closer to 50-50, and, <laughs> and it was like 90-10. We blew the other And it was it was because it was a, it was a, uh, it was, I was trying to do a kind of a plot hook on it, and yeah. it was kind of like, this is no contest. <laughs> we did really well. And yeah, it was we also did. one of those things, I was trying to give the group the chance to answer first because obviously the I knew the answers so right. therefore the any random NPC could could know the answer. No, that was my favorite part so, of the game. Well, I liked his hook though because he <clears throat> rolled a dice to see if the NPC would know. He yeah. set himself a DC. Yeah. So I, I really liked how you ran that. I thought it was well done. It was well engineered. I liked it. Was, it was the one, but you're right. I, I was I was not mad that you got it. I was surprised at the percentage that were answered and how quickly they were answered. Well, again, it's players versus DM in that situation, and you have nine players and, and nine. one yes. DM. Even but, though okay, nine players are sitting there. I would say that night, honest to God, eight of them participated. Yeah, yeah, we had a did. high level everybody, of you, constant kudos participation. to you. You got us involved. You got us a rile up. You did. You did. You did. And that's something that's really hard to do sometimes. Yeah. No offense to some of our players. Sometimes I'll catch them on their phone. Yeah. And they're not looking not up, looking up spells. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get it. I don't want to be that DM. Though. I don't want to yell at them. That's another thing. A lot of it's not a you know homebrew rule, but I know a lot of DMs say you know phones away. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Right. You know, that's not my responsibility to babysit you. And that's my main role. If you're not having fun at my game, let me know. I will do what I can within my power ability of the amount of time that I have there with you to focus on your character and help you have fun. With nine players, it's a delicate dance. My wife has bitched at me about her not enjoying the game. Yeah, but with nine players, it's a very delicate dance. Sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Sometimes the loudest person gets heard. Sometimes you've got to focus on one person's background and figure out how to get everyone else at the table involved in it, and that is not an easy task. Nope. But but I'll I'll throw out one, too. With with our game, we do have so many people. With the phones, I'll I'll mention this, Mm -hmm. that we actually do sort of want people to have them because we can pass messages oh, yeah. singly that way. Yeah. There's also, we haven't brought it up yet, you can get taken to the front of the bakery. Oh, and yeah. It's yeah. basically in That's our location. That's yeah. a it is a, it is a separate location. It's up near where the, the, the uh, where uh, cases stuff. are and, yeah. the, and the cash register and stuff. And you get taken by the DM up to the front. Everyone else takes a break, grabs a cookie, something like that. Information for that one or two players is given to them up there where no one else can hear, and there's kind of a little mini game played, and it's okay. It only takes like you know three to five minutes. Unless you had certain people, Rob, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, up front that makes it his. Well, all of a sudden, it's his yeah. own mission. And I was gonna say there are people that try to make the take long, but also then they come back, and then it's their job mm-hmm. to either number one choose whether to tell you yeah. what went on up there or how much to tell you. And then also, which seems to be the most complicated, if they can is accurately can they remember what they just if, did if you and come... pass it on to the group? And it's uh, amazing how the small telephone chain uh, uh, fails <laughs> frequently Correct. in our, in our if environment. If you come back from up front, everybody's suspicious. Well, all the other players are like, "What do they know? And are they going to tell me here's, everything?" Here's they the thing, know? too: if you're up front for 15 minutes and you come back and they ask you what happened and you say. Well, he talked to me and decided he was against doing that. Or eh, not much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, either you're, either you're dumb and didn't listen. Yeah. Or we're thinking of something else or just didn't get what was going on. Or, you know. And, oh, that's the thing I really like. And this is this is homebrew as well. And you know, Kenny, I've had this. I don't, we don't have this anymore. And I miss it. 
we had player characters that were that were basically playing their own game. Yeah. Played their own game yeah. with their own machinations and desires. And there was a lot of player against player oh, conflict. There was. There how, was, how, I'm going to keep this secret. How about Derek, God rest his soul? Oh, <laughs> His God. players screw us right before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his player got killed by a fireball, uh, and we resurrected him, one of Rob's stray this fireballs. This we were talking about last episode. Yeah. We yeah. resurrected him. He decided, well, screw this. If you're going to treat me this way, I'm a brand new player. I'm On day leaving one. the group. <laughs> right. Now, his character, not, yes, his, not, character, not right. his person. Right. But he figured his character would not like that very much. And he mm. left. And as he left, he took our secrets and sold them to the highest bidder. But, yep. but, but the real kicker is his wife was going to murder the character. Yes. Who and plays we with us. stopped her. And his, that was the yeah. dumbest decision we've ever his made. His wife says, we can't just let him we leave. We have to smoke him. We have to kill him. He yeah. knows our secrets. And we're trying to be good guys, and we're like, nah, we'll let him go. He doesn't. There's nobody know that he much. could tell. Yeah. And sure enough. Well, wait, hold on. Unbeknownst to the players, Derek told me that he was going to stop, and I really have to give the name on. And people are like, yeah. "What are you doing?" About yeah. Him? He was going to stop at Baba Yaga's hut, and and we'll, we'll, she is a major NPC in our game. Yeah. And we will tell you all about it another time. Yes. <laughs> and it, he was already introduced to Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga knew that he was part of the group. Da 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 da. Baba Yaga is a very forgiving individual to our group and kind to us because we do do her favors, et cetera, yes. et cetera, so on and so forth. Let's not digress because I do that a lot. He went in there and said, I want to get to know the group better, and I really feel like I'm annoying them by asking them questions. Is there stuff you could tell me about them? You know, is there things you, you can, little secrets you can give away, things that help me help them better? So, you know, he was liked by Baba Yaga and had a nice interaction with her and learned a lot of bad stuff about us. Oh, did he ever. Yeah, and then went and sold it to our enemies. Yes. Many of them. Who then utilize this information to they their are benefit. still utilizing this Correct. information yes. against us. But the long benefit. and short of it is that uh, his wife, his loving wife, uh, wanted to smoke him, and we said no, and yep. we, we were wrong. And we me, Mike Runko, the DM, Zoshin, the player, I knew nothing of what Derek was going to do or what he intended to do. But I, you know, the way I play, and I think the way Kenny plays, and I'm pretty sure the way Jeff plays too, is if you outthink me. If you come up with a better idea than I did or you, you can manipulate the surroundings in a scenario re- realistically to better your own character's outcome, even if it detriments Ocean. I don't, yeah. Again, I love my character, but if he dies, he dies. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not, and hopefully you guys won't disagree with me, I'm never going to pull it out. I never pulled Zoshin out of the fire or had him magically survive something. Right. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's been near death numbers and numbers and numbers of times. Um, but if you can... If you can beat me at my own game, as I said, then kudos to you. Not only do you win that scenario, you get inspiration points, you get yep. massive XP, you know. Well, there, and there's another home house rule item. Correct. Yeah, uh, we which, do use the inspiration point system <clears throat> that uh, for epic situations, yeah. they'll be awarded by the DM in charge. Well, beyond that, like, again, Jeff is the best note taker ever. Absolutely phenomenal note taker. Period. I give experience. I'm sorry, I keep stepping on you, Jeff. I give experience points for people when we come back to the game that wrapped up from last game. This is what happened last game at the very end. This is what this is synopsis, and no one has beat Jeff in all the years that I have ever played. Right. And I give experience points for that. And experience points are very few and far between. I accumulate them. There's large amounts. We give them out, and Jeff accumulates the most, just simply doing wrap ups. And I was going to say, and I've, I've gotten to the point now where I will purposefully tell people I am not recording mm-hmm. because my character's not there. Correct. Right. So he doesn't Don't know it. what's happening. Right. Even though I am sitting at the table yeah. listening to that interaction. Which is fair. Uh, I let it go. Uh, and if it's forgotten, I wasn't there. So Correct. I never knew it in the first place. Correct. And that's fair. you got to play in character. Yeah. That, that's another thing, too. Um, if you don't play properly in character unbeknownst to most of the, the players, I think you know this, if you're playing outside of your character, doing things that you shouldn't be doing, I either don't award experience points or I deduct experience points. Or if your character isn't there and mm. gives another character an idea, good, good, good. they can't use that idea. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, I don't when, care when how the party is split. obvious yep. it is. If the party's split and you go, I walk up to the door, and Mike says, what do you do? And somebody else yells out, who is, who is in another dimension. Yeah. Yells out, you turn the knob. Guess what? You I can't, can't turn, turn, the, turn, the, can't knob. turn the knob. If something is that simple and dumb, I got to figure out another way through that door. Mm-hmm. So that encourages everyone, if you're not there, 
keep your damn mouth shut. Yeah, well said. I forgot about that. Actually. Ah, it's, yeah. that's the best home that's, rule. That is, that, is, that. that is a home rule. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, thank goodness to you. And, and also, it's crowd control. When you have nine sure. people down there. Crosstalk. Yeah. You got to give, if it's not your turn to play, let others have fun. Right. And that was that is, it, it stops someone from steamrolling the game. And, yeah. And, and the funny, the worst part, though, is I've seen a number of situations where there's like three or four of us, and we're all staring at each other like, mm-hmm. we know the answer. We yes. all know the answer. Well, you always we know the answer. It's easier. Why yeah. won't you say the obvious yeah. answer? It's easiest <laughs> to know the answer when you're not under pressure. Correct. Right. That is yeah. true. Correct. It's always easier to know what to do yeah. when your life doesn't depend on. When you're looking at uh, from outside through the window. Yep. Yeah. Now we have gasps like, "Oh, I know," and then you got to shut up right away. Yeah, right. Sometimes the DM will point that finger at you yeah. and go, "Shut up." Yeah. And you're like, "All right, fair mm-hmm. enough." But yeah, if you tell somebody else what to do and you're not there to affect the situation, you, yeah, they can't do it. You know, we have so many, honestly, I think we have so many damn house rules that they've just been integrated into our game. Yeah. That if I think back, they're just rules. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You expect to look them up in the DM's guide and say, oh, that's just a rule of the game. And then, oh, wait, no, we came up with that? Yeah. Well, I guess we did. No, that's right. You know. Um, another thing too is like, oh, compo- spell components. The worst part of D and D. That uh, yeah, we can go on spell components, magic items. You, you're the best one to talk about that. So yeah, um, in in standard rules as written, you have <laughs> verbal, somatic, and material components for for spells. Uh, for the vast majority of the spell work in our campaign, uh, you need to be able to verbally. Say the spell mm-hmm. and uh, manipulate a spell focus of some sort, or use your hands. But yeah. we do not have people go out and buy sixteen diamond gems for run of, for run of the mill yeah. spells. Right. Yeah. We do have. We've gone on quests for more homebrew mm-hmm. type yeah. stuff, epic level uh, homebrew to make you know a leveling potion, yes, or something like that. Uh, where Which we, do, we have in the game, by yes, the way. Where, where we, you know, you that's not something that should be readily available. So we will make that difficult to get. You have to get components. You have to put it together. But uh, in general, yes, if you're casting a standard spell out of most of the player handbook, uh, we don't bog people down with having to buy and make sure they have the exact components for every single spell. Right. Yeah, that takes the magic out of magic. Right. Sometimes you just manipulate the weave, is what we call right, it. Right, right. And then um, I will go to another house rule I will spin off of that, uh, is our magic level items. Uh, they go uh, plus one to plus three, essentially, mm-hmm. in 5th edition. Now, the majority of our players did play 3.5 and stuff like oh, that, yeah. or previous yeah, versions. Sure. I don't think, Derek, a, lot of, I don't think Derek, a lot of us played 4, I will say that. No, no I don't think a lot of anybody <laughs> played 4. Derek did the same exact as I did. Um, he played all the way from the basic set mm-hmm. all the way to current. Like there was, you know, there was a few people that we had down there that I was challenged. Yeah, you know, Derek was OG when but, it came to lore, yeah. when it came to rules. Yeah. But uh, but with our items, uh, standard is one to five, mm-hmm. similar to three point five, mm-hmm. and there are ways to go above that. Um, rare, difficult, rare, difficult ways. Expensive. It's got to be. It's got to be epic story making mm-hmm. type thing. You got to do go that. On a quest. Uh, we can have some items that have a whole bunch of flavor to them, mm-hmm. uh, but we yeah. try not to make them op. We we talked a little bit about homebrew items in the in the last episode, and in that that's where we're talking about. You you need those items that are are niche and work, mm-hmm. but uh, you don't want them to be ridiculously overpowered. Our so. our. Um, Holy Avengers in the game are plus five weapons. Yeah, yeah, it's they can go the, up to plus five. Well, they are plus five weapons. Well, Not never, all of them. Well, you've never seen one I've put in that was below plus five. Right. Yeah. Most of the ones that I, I they haven't been many, but the ones that I have put in have been plus five because they're the pinnacle of, of a, a paladin paladin's weapon. weapon. Yeah, and, you know, if you have the pinnacle of a paladin weapon and it's a plus two, you're like, right. um, this is okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a plus two Holy Avenger that levels with you up to five if you get it at an early enough level. Mm-hmm. I think something like that would be cool. That'd be fine, sure. Um, we just had the stained glass sword. Yeah. We just had a sword made of stained glass that was given to my boss, uh, St. Philip de Tremblay, yeah. of the Hammer of the Grimjaws. And uh, he lost his weapons, equipment, and armor, and homebrew, 
again, yeah. was a holy avenger that was made out of stained glass from the church of a, uh, a, a place of tear. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we do we do a lot of the pantheon in our game. Mm-hmm. Um, That's another thing, homebrew. We include all the gods. Yeah, we do. Not just the Faerun gods. We include the Norse gods, the yeah. Greek gods. They're well, they all exist somewhere. Well, Faerun does have the Norse gods in it. They're called. Uh, they're under different names, and their their history is yeah. different. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, they do have even Egyptians, but again, yeah. not all of them. You know, but we have like again, like you just said, mm-hmm. Jeff. Set was set. The god set. Right was in the first edition, second edition, and third edition, I believe, and then they got rid of him. Yeah. Set is the individual who has been given the uh, job to watch all the gods that are in torpor. Yeah. Because people have found a way to get to that dimensional pocket and mine the magic off of the gods. Well. And Set is the person that's, that's been tasked to watch over those gods to protect them. That's a whole nother episode when we get into Pantheon. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying that that's yeah. a homebrew that we have that yeah. you can worship anything or anybody. Yeah. That's not a problem. But they have to be viable. They have to have worshipers on that plane. They have to have some real presence there. Yeah. They can't be dead or in, you know, or non existence in this in this bubble, in this sphere. Because there's different spheres. Right. You know, if if you're you the cleric of Elmater, go to a sphere where Elmater is not you're just a guy with armor. You're just a guy with armor. Yeah, and a, and a stick with a ball. That about wraps us up for episode two, gentlemen. Excellent. Okay. It was good. It was a good episode. We are the Bakery Crew. You're listening to Roll With The Party. This has been The House Always Wins. Uh, remember, look us up on Twitter, uh, Bakery Crew Ken. We're going to have some other social media outlets coming out pretty soon. And there will be more than just us three. Yes, there are. Pretty soon, <laughs> you'll, get to meet, you'll get to meet everybody. Mm-hmm. For this episode, uh, I appreciate you listening. This is Ken. Mike. And Jeff. And we hope you come back and join us again. 